0: Congress shall make no law, establishing a religion. Congress shall make no law. Oh, why am I hearing myself? That's not good. Hey guys, good evening everybody, ladies and gentlemen, it's nice to be with you. Uh, Steve Cunningham will be joining us tonight uh, from Census Fidelium and this is a good thing. I was just reading to myself. I didn't realize I was live. I was reading the Free Exercise Clause of the United States Constitution of these United States, and it says, Congress will make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Okay. So the Constitution specifically says that Congress... Cannot pass a law establishing a religion. Nor can Congress pass a law to restrict the free exercise of religion. I need to give you my full disclosure here, um, because I'm not an attorney. I'm not a constitutional scholar by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, for those that have been following the channel for some time, you've already figured out kind of what I who I am and what I am about. I hold an advanced degree in finance, uh, summa cum laude, from a top uh, finance program in the country. I worked on Wall Street, did $5 billion in uh, mergers acquisitions, and take publics and take privates. And before that, I was in the Marine Corps serving in Iraq and Afghanistan. I raised my hand. I raised my hand, and I swore an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. And what does the Constitution say? The Constitution says that Congress shall not establish a religion, nor— shall it infringe upon your free exercise thereof. It's called the Free Exercise Clause of the United States Constitution. It's one of the most heavily debated and perhaps one of the most significant clauses, as they say, in the Constitution. It guarantees that you can be Catholic. That's what it guarantees. It guarantees that you have the right to worship Almighty God in a manner suiting His dignity. That's what the Constitution guarantees you the ability to do tonight on a Friday night snuck in at the end of the news cycle before a nice hot summer weekend tonight breaking news just an hour ago the Supreme Court in a 5-4 decision has reversed the United States Constitution that's what they've done they have decided that uh, you do not have the free exercise Thereof, the free exercise clause no longer applies to you because of COVID 1984. That's what they have decided. Okay. So, this is significant, I think, for a number of reasons. And while we were praying our family rosary, I, I did something extraordinary. I never do this. I, I normally don't take notes during the rosary. You know, so I'm, not, I'm not like channeling, I'm not like receiving messages from Our Lady in heaven. I wish I were. That'd be nice. Um, I would definitely share them with you if she were telling me anything, but I was having all of these ideas flood into my mind uh, wh- while, while we were, you know, I, I should have been doing show prep, but instead, you know, uh, we did what we did. And as I was praying, I wrote down a number of things. The first is like a thief in the night, okay? On a Friday, they release these controversial, life-changing decisions on a Friday night, thinking that it will be swept away in the news cycle, that you're not going to know about it that you and I are too busy living our, our medicated lives in America, that we are too busy doing Netflix and chill and popping our, uh, our Prozacs and, 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 and oblivious to what these robed jurists, these unelected, lifetime-appointed robed jurists are doing in Washington, D.C. They release this on a Friday night specifically to bury the news so that it doesn't hit the headlines. They can sneak it in. How insidious is that? Is there anything that you do on a Friday night it, that you're proud of? I mean, think about that. Is there, so, is there something, if you are proud of something, would you announce it on a Friday night when nobody's paying attention, when everybody is starting their weekend? It's a nice summer weekend, especially here in the heart of America. Took the kids out on a walk tonight. Went out uh, in the neighborhood. A couple of them went swimming. Took the wife on a date it was magnificent. We went to a French cafe, sipped some wine. I had a creme brulee. It was amazing. It was fantastic. Didn't wear a mask. There were signs that said we had to wear masks, but we just walked in and said, "No, we're not doing that." Nobody said anything. And then I come home and I just see this notification, and I just it, it dawns on me that this is really, this is really the turning point. Perhaps in the history of these United States, this is a significant day in the history of these United States and I want to walk you through exactly why that is. But the first thing I have to do is check my phone to see if Steve Cunningham is telling me that he's ready to dial in. Uh and it looks like he is. Putting my uh uh okay, so he's not ready yet. That's fine. The first thing I have to do is we have to reset the stage here. Okay? We have to reset the stage with the wall of separation between church and state because we have to tear down this wall in our minds. For any of us, for any of us that were public school educated or just brought up in any kind of secular environment in these United States, we have been indoctrinated that the separation of church and state exists and it's just a foregone conclusion in America and that it just is the way it is, and I bet you too, I bet you a paycheck that most of us spent most of our lives under the false belief that separation of church and state is enshrined, enshrined, either in the Constitution or in the Declaration of Independence. Well, let me just enlighten you, okay, because this was enlightening to me when I found it out. It's not in there. It's nowhere to be found. The phrase, the eight insidious words, a wall of separation between church and state, those words were written by Thomas Jefferson, not in the founding document, not in the Declaration of Independence, not in the Federalist or Anti-Federalist papers, not in the Constitution. It was written in a letter. He wrote it in a letter. This isn't like the magisterium of the Catholic Church. Okay, this isn't like a papal bull. This isn't some some uh, definitive release that Thomas Jefferson changed the law by writing these words. No, he wrote it in a private letter. So let me give you the backdrop. Jefferson's the third president. Here, we got Steve dialing in. So Thomas Jefferson is the third president.
1: So Thomas Jefferson-
0: Of the United States. Why am I hearing you? Why am I hearing myself, Steve Cunningham? Steve Cunningham's dialing in. We are live on YouTube. I'm going to bring your video in. I'm so glad that you're here. Steve's looking at me like, uh, were you going to tell me that you were starting at a certain time? Hey, Steve, how are you? Thank you so much. What an honor it is that Steve is joining us. Steve Cunningham runs Census Fidelium, 155,000 subscribers. One of the most important YouTube websites out there often under attack by the powers that be. Hey man, man? thanks for joining. I was just getting myself worked up. I was just getting myself, can I, let me finish my point and you react to it. My point is this. My point is that the separation of church and, oh, is he echoing? I am so sorry. Is he still echoing? Maybe, uh, just let me know if he's still echoing. I'm going to keep talking. Thomas Jefferson in 1802 as the third president of these United States gets a worrisome letter from a group of Baptists in Danbury, Connecticut. And this group of Baptists writes him a letter and they say, Mr. President, we're re- we're very, extremely worried about your administration. Because we know that you're a religious man, you're a man of faith, but you're not a man of our faith. And we are concerned That you are going to implement a religion that is contrary to our faith. And Thomas Jefferson replies in a private letter to the Baptists of Danbury, Connecticut in 1802, in which he says that there is a wall of separation between church and state, and that the purpose of that wall is to protect the state from the church. I'm sorry. That's not the purpose of the wall. That's what you believe is the purpose of the wall. It's the opposite of that. It is to protect the church from the state. That's how Thomas Jefferson interpreted those words. That is how that letter was written. That is how it was understood for all time from 1802 until 1947. And then in 1947, in the the Everson case, which hit the Supreme Court, the Warren Court, I believe they cited this handwritten private letter from Thomas Jefferson 3rd president of the United States assuring the Baptists in Danbury that he would not be infringing on their freedom of religion except in this case they used the phrase differently they they enacted they built this wall not around the not around the state to contain the state they built the wall around the church they deliberately misused those insidious words originally written in 1802 to the Danbury Baptists, guaranteeing them exactly what I just read you. Steve Cunningham, census fidelium. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Not exactly what we saw tonight.
1: Yeah. What happened? What happened? I, I now. <laughs> i get i get a text from you i i I don't know what what we talked what happened (laughs) so to
0: catch everybody up steve
1: in a five i i I was playing with the kids the night exactly you
0: were doing exactly what every other american should be doing on a friday night and that it was my opening point steve These people sneak this crap in on a Friday night because they think we're not paying attention. They think we're not going to go out live to YouTube and react. They think we're not going to tell people exactly what is at stake here and exactly what is happening here. In a 5-4 decision, Robert's dissenting. Robert's being part of the majority. Sorry, not dissenting. (laughs) Robert's in the majority. Robert's the...
1: That's not shocking. I could have said, I could have discussed that without being exactly. what you were well, talking Well, the two about. Trump <laughs> nominees
0: to the court, the two Trump appointments to the court, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, they're reliable. Okay. So, in a 5 4 decision, so this is a case in Nevada. Uh, and this has to do with co- okay, just, COVID I'm reading 1984, Steve. COVID 1984 allows the state to shut down churches. It allows the state to say you can only have so many people. It allows the state to say you can't worship today, maybe tomorrow. Check back later. It's for the good of the population.
1: 5-4 decision. Wow. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, now, yeah, I just saw all that. I just read all that. Go. Okay. Um, yeah, well... It goes back to the. This goes back to the Miracle Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, where the incorporation doctrine, where the the will act like you. You get we get this from the right, with the Second Amendment being uh, from here to the ice world world of Hoth and come back through the Stargate and everything in between. Even though every state has a constitution and. A gun rule, a gun amendment. Like yep. when I was in Denver, uh, two weeks, two weeks there, I get asked to talk, asked to talk to a uh, uh, fellow Catholic about uh, him running for office, and I raised my hand because I, I thought everyone did their homework, and I said, "Hey, what amendment in the uh, Constitution of Colorado is the uh, freedom to hold arms?" And they all looked at me like I had something growing out of my nose, which might not have been that, might have been true too. But they had no clue. And if we're going to have a state constitution, we're going to have states, then be yeah. states. If we're going to make the fourteen the Bill of Rights, which says Congress shall not pass, which means literally that You're Congress not shall not it. pass. And that's what the 10th Amendment is even there for. If We're going to skip, you know, 9 and 10 and go right to everything let's else.
0: Let's just review. Let's just that's, review what's happening in North America. These some of these ideas were flooding into my mind. I was I was trying to lead the family in the rosary. I am I'm, I'm sorry to Our Lady, you know every every Hail Mary that you offer her is like one piece of a bouquet. It's one one rose, and you and you and you're supposed to offer Our Lady, you know these 50 roses, this beautiful thing, 53. Um, and um and and my mind was thinking about this while I was praying, but one of the, th- the a review of what's happening in North America. So in Toronto. I, I covered this a couple of weeks ago. This is breaking news. The health authority in Toronto says no communion in any churches. No communion. And that is being abided by, yes, by both Eastern and Western Catholics. Okay. In California, no music, no shaking hands, no physical <laughs> contact. I mean, that's good because there's no sign of peace, which is stupid, but no chant, no sung mass, (laughs) because the virus is smart enough to know that if I'm singing, then it'll go farther or something, or that that way it will spread. Um, In other places in the country, various places, masks only. Uh, Some people covered that our Lord was just being placed into envelopes and taken back to the car for consumption. Steve, if the state can limit the number of people, as was ruled by this Supreme Court case, they can limit what you can do in church. They can limit when you can go to church. They can limit what you can wear to church. They can limit absolutely everything. They could say tomorrow, no altar servers. I don't want that priest or super spreaders. I don't want priests around young men spreading the disease. No altar servers.
1: I'll read uh, from uh, number 44 in the syllabus of errors. Anytime you read the syllabus of errors, you should start off with, it is evil to believe. So we will do this with, if no one knows, the syllabus of errors of Pope Pius IX, blessed Pope Pius IX. It is evil to believe that the civil authority may interfere in matters relating to religion, morality, and spiritual government. Hence, it can pass judgment on the instructions issued for the guidance of consciences, conformably with their mission by the pastors of the church. Further, it has the right to make enactments regarding the administration of the divine sacraments and the dispositions necessary for receiving them.
0: So it is an error. It is a, it is an error to believe that the church, that the state can tell you when and where to go to church, how to comport yourself in church, how to behave, what you can wear, what you can do, who you can talk to, how you, how you worship God. This ladies and gentlemen, you know that I am not given to hyperbole. This is not, uh, this is, it's not how I am. I, I'm not a hyperbolic person. I don't like to overstate things. I don't like to get dramatic. I really t- tend to be a pretty calm and upbeat and funny person. Guys, folks out there, folks who are watching, folks who are watching this after the fact, we, this will be a turning point. Historians will point to this point in history. Historians will point to this decision and say, this was the beginning And I'm not going to tell you what what it's the beginning of, okay? Uh, That's probably a buzzword that gets me blocked on YouTube because there are things you can say and things you can't say, but I think all of you know what I'm not saying,
1: right? Yeah, this – I mean this is (laughs) – if the Bill of Rights is something that the federal government cannot do to the states, this is a direct violation of what the federal government cannot do to the states. right. So so
0: I want to read I want to read a couple quotes from the dissenting opinions written by um Clarence Thomas sure hope he doesn't resign uh before the election and also one written by Gorsuch Gorsuch wrote his own dissenting opinion the other 3 dissenters signed on with Clarence Thomas quote it says nothing about the freedom to play craps or blackjack to feed tokens into a slot machine, or to engage in any other game of chance. The Constitution guarantees the free exercise of religion. The Constitution guarantees the free exercise of religion. Not in groups of ten. Not in groups of acceptable numbers of groups. And yet, in Nevada, ladies and gentlemen, in Nevada, the governor left the craps machine's and at the craps tables, the slot machines, those are open. The casinos are open. The casinos are open, but they want to limit your ability to go to church. Let me read what uh, Neil Gorsuch wrote. Gorsuch wrote the following. The world we inhabit today with a pandemic upon us poses unusual challenges. But there is no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Calvary Chapel. How pathetic is this? What does it say about our culture? What does it say about our society? What does it say that the casinos are open and the churches are closed? And that the state decides who the winners are and the losers are? What does it say about us?
1: Now, in a perfect situation, if we were a Catholic government, yeah, we might not have Calvary opened up because air has no rights. Air like evil has no rights, and you don't have the right to promote air as they did in Spain and France when they were actually Catholic men back then. They banned Protestant heirs because they knew that the soul was more important than the body, and they didn't want their children, as the monarchs looked at it, to be— susceptible to errors to kill the soul the united states is not thinking that way they have ever thought that way
0: no that's right that's right i i think you and i steve we're on the same page if we could at least just get people to abide by the constitution that would be a step in the right direction even before even before we can we we pick apart the constitution like the so-called freedom of speech which is not a catholic dogma at all um I want to zero in on John Roberts for a second. I think because some of the some of the comments on on YouTube as well are, are zeroing in on him. Ostensibly, he's a Catholic. He, but <laughs> he's got by the world. standards, I think he has a large family. I think he has five <laughs> or six kids. This is a man who gave he's us. Al-
1: he, he's always in those votes. He, he's always in these John kind of votes. John Roberts is
0: now the most powerful human being on the planet. He is. He's the most influential, the most consequential human being who is alive today. He is a Roman Catholic, ostensibly. He's, he, he says he is. He claims to be. And yet he gave us the Obamacare candle. mandate. He gave us gay marriage. He's He has sided against churches now three times, twice this year. Twice this year in, in uh, the pandemic, so-called pandemic, plandemic, scamdemic, whatever you want to call it. I choose to call it a hoax. John Roberts is a man who was appointed to the court by George W. Bush, and I remember vividly. Uh, I was a I was a senior in college when he was appointed to the court, and it was not a controversial thing. The Senate didn't try to bork him; he passed th- right through, um, and 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 received received an up down vote. And then immediately he was made uh, – he was made – what is it called, Steve, when you're like the chairman of the Supreme Court? that The, the chief, justice. chief justice. He was made the chief yeah. justice because, hey, Bush made the calculation, hey, the Senate already just approved this guy, so why would they vote him down as the chief justice? The job of the chief justice is to set the pace for the court. He doesn't tell the other justices how to vote, but he sure as heck helps decide – which cases get heard and which cases don't get heard. And you don't think for one second that if you're the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States that you don't already have an inclination about how you're going to vote when you choose to hear or not hear a case? And yet this man has given us disordered, disgusting... Okay. These nine men and women... Let's just back up for a second on this, Steve. These nine men and women serve... I didn't, I didn't vote for them. I didn't elect them. They serve for life. For the rest of their lives, they'll be on the Supreme Court. For the rest of their lives. Until they die or resign. Sort of like the papacy. They wear these black robes to give themselves legitimacy. They wear black robes so that you can believe that they are something that they are not. Here's what they are. They're a bunch of silver spoon, Ivy League educated... Elites. They are elites. They are nine elites who are presiding over our lives. And what makes them elite is not their bloodline. They're not noble. There's nothing aristocratic about them. What makes them elite is their connections, their power. The fact that they went to Harvard and Yale. That's what makes them elite. Because their parents got them into big schools. And what's so fascinating is so many of them are Catholics. We have more Catholics on the Supreme Court now than almost ever before. And yet, so many of them are not reliable. And John Roberts is the is the chief among them. John Roberts is. Somebody's asking, did did Ginsburg vote? Yes, she did. She voted with the majority with John Roberts. So they May- May- will- May- will- her. Yeah, yeah, she she uh, the cyborg voted. She she sent in she sent in her votes in zeros and ones, but she voted. <laughs> Steve, Roberts used to be good. He used to be reliable, right? He used to he used to vote with Alito and Scalia and Thomas. When's the last time he's done that?
1: It's just like anything. Everybody gets woke in their old age. It's twenty twenty, the year of wokeness and even know the scotus for cent for decades i mean almost yeah almost two centuries has been completely useless i mean uh you go back to when uh oh, what's his face uh, justice black got in and uh i mean it, it i think it was what 30 years after it, it was inaugurated that it just went boom, down started going downhill um uh, I've mentioned in our talks before about John Carroll, uh, John T- John Taylor mm-hmm. Carrollton saying that this experiment is worthless. It's in his book uh, uh, "Against Tyranny," I think is the name of it. Something "Tyranny," "Tyranny Refine Defined," or something like this. Um, it's over there. I can't reach it right now. "Tyranny, tyranny unmasked. unmasked." That's it. Uh, that's that's what's happening on the bench. It's it's nine unelected, <laughs> nine unelected dictators in black yep. ropes. So just like you know take it like it it's, it's the only reason why you vote is because you're going to vote for a supreme court person because your your president's not going to do anything we see that now with trump throwing a 180 and it's in kind of a way he's playing political games with each which with each of the states over this whole the virus pandemic and uh the Black Lives matter things he's looking back saying you know i I need to let the governors do what they're saying yep. because I'm not right. supposed to do it that he's playing his political cards right there. he's using the states for his own gain on that, yet is he obeying the Constitution in that aspect? Yes, but he's also it's <laughs> yeah there's always uh, another way there's always, as my wife tells me every time I do something nice, there's a reason why you're doing it <laughs>
0: let's um. Let's do something a little dangerous, Steve. I I don't know about you, but I'm not a trained philosopher, okay? But we're going to do a little bit of philosophy here. I you didn't even you didn't know what you're signing up
1: for. No, I had no freaking <laughs> clue what i was signing up you were I appreciate appreciate Steve going- Cunningham says <laughs> his Vidalium?"
0: This guy, I just want to tell you guys, I have I have I've had Steve over to here to the heart of America here in the bowels of of my basement where the studio is. I want you to know that Steve is an absolute red-blooded American patriot, a gentleman, a a wonderful wife, a beautiful child. I think you have two now. Uh, She was pregnant with number two when she was here, Um, and just just an absolute. The person, Steve, is the he's the man behind *Census Fidelium*. *Census Fidelium* has been the Tool of conversion for so many people. It has helped me fortify my faith. I've I get starstruck, okay, around Steve Cunningham. All right, so there it is. I said it. I said it live, Steve. There you are. Look at you blush. Let's do a little bit of philosophy, though, (laughs) okay? Let's do a little bit of philosophy because the truth is, is that nature abhors a vacuum. There's no such thing as a vacuum. There is really, when you boil down to it. There's no such thing as atheism, okay? What is atheism? It's just naturalism. It's statism. It's scientism. That's what it is, okay? So it says in the Constitution, I'm going to go back to my Constitution. I'm going to go back to my free exercise clause. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Ladies and gentlemen, every single time that they chip away at our God-given rights to render pleasing sacrifices and worship to God Almighty, which is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, which is the liturgy of the Church, including uh, all of the things that we do as Catholics, including public prayer, which is most pleasing to God, the liturgy, which is the most pleasing to God, private prayer, family prayer. Every time that we do that, we please God every time that the state infringes upon that right, they are not doing so and putting nothing else on the altar. We are not sacrificing, in other words, we're not sacrificing our right to worship God as Roman Catholics for nothing, for a vacuum. No, we are exchanging our rights as Roman Catholics to worship Almighty God and to render Him thanksgiving for our creation We're losing that right in exchange for naturalism. What is naturalism? Naturalism is the belief that absolutely everything can be explained by science. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like the world we're living in? Does that sound like the COVID-1984 agenda where masks, social distancing or socialist distancing, isolation... Staying inside, staying indoors, live streaming, kneeling in front of your electronic device, where that is what is being encouraged instead of rendering to Almighty God and participating in the eternal liturgy of the church. Steve, are you smelling what I'm stepping in right now? Are you are you are you are you are you picking up when I'm putting down?
1: <laughs> are you gonna play the rock? Do you smell? <laughs> Oh no WWF fans around there no no one knows no one knows that one <laughs> <laughs>
0: the nat it's it's naturalism and
1: we are seeing it
0: ladies yeah. and gentlemen boys and girls
1: children of all ages we are
0: seeing it god forbid and i am so sorry to say this i know we have at least we have one priest watching and i really want to meet you father because you are just awesome just based on your comments i know that you're solid but your peers, your priest peers, your your fellow clerics they're naturalists. They believe that their primary duty is to look after your body and not your soul. Every single bishop in these United States shut down the mass. Everyone, every single one, even Strickland. Nobody was excluded, okay? Nobody. And Strickland was in the first wave. He didn't even hold out. I'm saying it here. Sorry, saying it live. I'm telling it like it is. It's not my first drink. (laughs) But every single one of them views themselves, first and foremost, as there to safeguard your body from a virus. Instead of safeguarding your soul your soul from the real virus that will kill you, and that is sin. Reaction, Steve?
1: Yeah, if anybody, if no one's bought the book uh, Naturalism or Organized Religion by uh, Father Dennis Fahey, uh, go buy that book now and really buy uh, every, every single book, book with
0: Father Fahey's name on it every single one of them yeah. that man actually taught me economics the
1: publications has that they have that they have the bundle you get the bundle i got it the other day uh did a uh, put an interview together that they did and boom they it's, it's a great uh, obviously it's great books man. hey can i get that, um, can i get that bundle dude yes the radio or oh, dot .org or uh,
0: i can't get dot, the hook up all right, all right. you guys know steve works for yeah. tan books now steve is like
1: they don't publish oh, that I one.
0: I know, but I'm just letting you know that Steve works for TAN.
1: SF15 SF at tanbooks.com. all the trad books you got. I'm working to get more trad books going over there. Uh, no, but the uh, the situation is, uh, how would you say, it's a new religion being established. You got the hand sanitizer, holy sanitizer. Gone is the yeah. holy water. Uh, we have... The face, muzzle, as uh, P- uh, Peter Hitchens says, which they come out and these these guys come out saying they can control who you see, if you can work, if you can run a business, what you wear, if you can leave a house, if you can leave, you can walk into a business. They're literally controlling everything you want. And what is what is what's the church doing? Absolutely nothing about it. We should be leading. This the society out of fear. I don't just it's just all in fear right now. We're not doing anything to get it. What do out you of expect, fear.
0: Steve? We're getting asked on on YouTube on the live stream. <laughs> I can't even say this with a straight face. I'm gonna bearing. I'm gonna work on my bearing. What do you expect from the USCCB?
1: Well, they're talking about NFP week for the last couple of days, so I mean, absolutely nothing. Uh, what do you expect? I mean, I, but though, I mean. We've had bad. That I'm doing a series with Dr. Alan Finister for almost exactly this reason, because everyone would come up to me at a, like Eucharistic Congress and say, this is the worst ever." Blah 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 blah. And I would ask them, "You ever heard of pornocracy No. You ever heard of Pope I, uh, Pope Paul uh, Pope John the Twelfth? No. You ever heard of the Cadaver Synod? No. Uh, there's a book by Philip Hughes entitled "The Church in Crisis." It's the literal title of a book. He's the best church historian. By again, like Father Vay, by anything that has Father Philip Hughes' name on it. And we're going through the the councils, uh, Doctor Allen and I, and we're it's it's an hour of how terrible mm. everything is. We it's it's there. It's just that it's something new. Now it's just something new. We we got bad bishops. Then we've had bad bishops before. The only thing that did in the in the scriptures it talks about the only thing the bishops did together was they all <laughs> ran. Yeah. So they, they all ran and they debated who they was, was first and down. last
0: amongst them and and <laughs> you know who was going to sit where at the table. At table who's 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 got the who's the greatest and least amongst them.
1: But yeah, there's only one or two and any time that like Bishop John Fisher, he was the only one in all of England to stand up. One. Were the history of the church is going to be is the minority. Be the minority. Don't worry. There's, you cannot fix the U.S.C.C.B. And this is an encouraging message, Rome. Steve. This is. A, thank
0: you. I know. This is an encouraging message, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, because we're not in uncharted territories. In some ways, it is unprecedented. It's absolutely unprecedented that a virus that kills less than one percent of people has shut down the Catholic Church. That the Chinese have engineered a virus. Communism couldn't shut us down, but the communist virus could shut us down. Okay, fine. I grant you that that is unprecedented. Okay, fine. That's novel. What's not novel are perverts in cassocks. That's not novel. That's been around for a thousand years. Plus, what's not new... As Steve just said, so eloquently, is cowardice. Cowardice is not new. Don't expect the USCCB to say anything because you can't expect them to lead you. They have abdicated their authority to lead. They have abdicated their duty to oppose this wicked pronouncement in a 5-4 decision with ostensibly a Roman Catholic On the highest court in the land. The court that thinks that they can. Reinvent marriage. The court. That thinks that they can oppose natural law. A Catholic opposing. And nobody. Nobody. Of any consequence. Of any authority will stand in their way. But this is not new Steve. This is not new. And this is exactly why. I always say on my channel, Steve, and I, I think a lot of my tiny channel, my my little, my, my my very small but growing and vibrant channel compared to yours, Steve, is filled with young dads and young moms who feel who feel like I think you and I do the burden of loneliness. Do you feel lonely? Because I feel lonely. I do.
1: Man, I man, do. Man. I. That's why I got the punching bag back there, though. I. I so you know. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I don't feel lonely. I. I just get ticked off. But. Um, you know, it's as one one political commentator said. It's not. It's not anger. It's passion. Um. So you got you know there's all I mean anger is not a bad thing as long as you don't let it control you. It's a you know you just I mean Christ our Lord got angry. Uh, but he had perfect anger and knew when to turn it off. Mm-hmm. So that's—I mean—we don't want to go getting. Out I don't of have that.
0: perfect anger right now, no, Steve. No, do I feel lonely. No, I don't. Um, I wish I could I tell you, you that I, text I did. You guys up? I, I don't, don't have perfect anger. Do what? I am pissed.
1: Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, this—it's human. I mean, that that shows you got to, you know—you care. Uh, it's good to have emotion. You—it shows you care. I've got a beautiful, um, wonderful friend. It's
0: just who's in Vegas, who's watching right now, who just commented and said, I don't expect to hear anything from my bishop. How sad is that? Imagine no, if you're I, the ordinary yeah, no. in Vegas, in, in Nevada, and it's your job, like, it's your duty. You're an apost- apostolic succession. Prince of the church. And what are you going to do? Nothing.
1: Damn mean... In- we thought about just not to, not doing the uh, you know you got the protest going on. We thought about just going to the bishop's house and say please, open up. We're behind you. Stop living in fear. Stop being in fear. fear as I had Bishop Snyder on for exactly this. I wanted him to talk about fear as a as a Christian, as fear should have nothing to do in the role of the Christian life, and it should it but we're all living they're all living in fear i know there's a the bishop in denver it's told uh, it's told to me by people out there that he thinks it's the black plague uh, the, the bishop here did a sermon in a mask uh, there's i mean yes there are what there, a wuss. at least i'm sorry what a what was you wore a mask weird. for a sermon nobody's it's...
0: even around you you're standing on the pulpit by yourself and you're wearing a mask what an absolute coward! It what a coward.
1: Turn I in your Crozier. Canon uh, Hepperfield did that uh, series on uh, uh, Saint Charles Borromeo. Yeah. And was, all right, all right. That's you know, if people would have done that, go out and do that. The bishop leading, going out to communion, giving communion out to people, and then putting his fingers in. You know, uh the fire to cleanse them, if that was that bad. We're not living anything that bad. If there were people literally dying in the streets, I get it. But th- every time you come out, Florida was ten percent. They were saying ninety eight percent people were had COVID. Came out to be nine point four percent. That's slightly yeah.
0: different. Inflated numbers. Um, inflated numbers.
1: Yeah, people don't even people don't even go in a hospital getting notes, they have COVID. I mean, two just we'll go into sports. Two brave catchers tested negative today, got sent home for COVID. Uh, when is the it, we're living under a spell of this weird superstitious mindset? You got Steve. Hey, you know how I am. I'm, you know, I'm trying to be calmer talking to you on here so I don't scare the uh, the straights. <laughs>
0: No, I get you. I get you. Let's transition now. So, quick recap for the, uh, for the folks who are joining. 5-4 decision. Robert's dissenting against us. He's in the majority. Robert's 5-4. The church can now be governed by the state. The church can be told what to do. The church can be told when and where to worship and how many people can be there been affirmed by the highest court in the land is now the law in the land. For the good of the people, for the good of the people, the casinos in Vegas are open. The churches are capped at whatever the local people decide that it is. And now they are emboldened. Okay, let's transition now.
1: I don't know how many listeners are on my channel. I'm, I'm assuming most of them are. They probably heard me ad nauseum talk about this. But if you ain't paying attention this this coming November, if you have a vote or you have the chance to run for office or you know of the local state, local city, state, county votings that are going on and you don't participate in that and you see everything that's going on right now, you talk about not having a complaint. You don't have a right to complain anymore. We don't wake up from this. Nothing's going to wake anybody up. Run for office. Start thinking about running for office. Or if you can't do it, find somebody that can and has the mindset to run for office. That's good, virtuously virtuous, and that can can influence others. If not, throw the towel in because voting for DC, voting for president, is not going to change a damn thing, as we are seeing now. As we've seen in the last 40, 50, 70, four or five decades, we see with SCOTUS, D.C. should just be... I'm a Southerner. I'm one of those guys that just break... I, this is a divorce I'm for. Divorce from it. And we just set, we worry about our local and states. But you gotta clean up your local and states I do want to... I, I,
0: I want to dissent from you just for a specific point. And that is that, as we see, John Roberts is the most influential man in America. He's the most important, he's the most powerful man, perhaps, in the world. John Roberts sets the agenda in the United States, and for better or for worse, the United States exports democracy and our values to the rest of the world. John Roberts is the most important living human being on the planet. First of all, we need to pray for him. We need to pray that he actually becomes Catholic. But second... But second of of all, second of all, here's why D.C. matters to you, because at the end of the day, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, they were on the right side of this one. They were on the right side, and there is no evidence, there is zero evidence that so-called fake, phony Catholic Joe Biden would appoint anyone to the Supreme Court that would do anything like Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Alito, and um, so the point is, vote for Trump. I think that's good. We have to do it. Unfortunately, he's a flawed man. Third marriage, not Catholic. Wife might be Catholic. Not so sure. Uh, seems like he likes Vigano. He tweeted him once. I don't know. He t- he tweeted Taylor Marshall, too. What does that mean? Nobody knows. But you're right. We do have to vote for our local elections, and we have to care about our local elections. But the Supreme Court in the United States, ever since Marbury versus Madison, Steve, has appropriated to themselves powers that was that that were never designed for it, and they have been ruling America, ruling us, as nine
1: robed jurists ever since. Nine ten horn dictators.
0: Yeah. So. For better or for worse, we have to vote for Trump because he claims that he will appoint people from the list that he prepared. And so far, he's done that. Um, what's the name? with of-
1: Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Gorsuch isn't that great. I mean, he's a he's a great product of the Catholic education system that turned him Protestant, and he's for gay marriage, which we saw that a couple months ago when he went for gay marriage and a SCOTUS ruling. But yeah, no, you have to vote. You got to vote for Trump. Your alternative is Biden, and they're not going to let Biden serve the four years. They'll end up, I'll put my 10, I'll put the, where's my yeah, 10, hat? Go put so that thing I'll, on. Whoever is going to be his VP, we think it's going to be Michelle, uh, Michael Obama. And uh, we think, you know, he's, that's. It's he ain't gonna last the four years, and they already show that he's being the kind of the puppet child for Sanders and AOC right now, whatever they're spewing, he's spewing. But, but he's just a figure. No, I agree. Kamala years. Harris,
0: yeah, he'll resign, she'll be president, whatever it is. Father makes a good point though on the live stream here, and and really this is what I wanted to do the show about. This is all this, this these last 45 minutes is just set up for this, okay? So this is the main list. He says, either in four months or in four years, the Democrats will be in charge, Steve, and Catholics mm-hmm. yeah. are no more. That's it.
1: That's it. Yeah, that's what it. I was going to yeah, so bring up. It. If Trump loses, it's on. Then we're only delaying the inevitable. And in four, in four years, if Trump wins, we're going to get Stalin 3.0. You better get, you better get your prayer up by now. So the, the, the
0: times ahead are not going to be good. They're not going to be pleasant. They're not going to be easy. Life on earth is not supposed to be good. It's not supposed to be pleasant. It's not supposed to be easy. To the extent that it is, that's a blessing from God. And, uh, you know, many of the great saints, especially the spiritual masters, especially, for example, St. Teresa of Avila, if something good would happen to her, she would look to heaven with fear. Oh, yeah. And she would say to God, am I in trouble? Because if something good happened to her, she was worried that God was giving to her. His justice is perfect, right? His justice is perfect. So the rewards for anything good that she did in earth because her fear was that he would not be able to reward her afterwards. Why do good things happen to bad people? That's why. Good things happen to bad people. Because God's justice is perfect. He will get, He will reward what little merits you have in this life, in this life, if he knows that he will not be able to reward you in the afterlife. So that is why it is so incumbent upon us to realize that as good, practicing Catholics, life here is not going to be good. It's not going to be easy. And as Father so aptly pointed out, Trump is a Band-Aid. It's either happening in four months or it's happening in four years. But at the end of the day, the writing is on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. The writing is on the wall. and
1: uh, It's a failure of us. It's a failure of all of us. And I'm looking at myself right now included. We, Our, our job is to convert the entire – wherever you are. And don't think about the United States of America. That's 360 million people. If you want to consider that one landmass is one gigantic land blob like Russia and DC is Moscow, go for it, but you're gonna feel depressed. You gotta convert your city, your town, your neighborhood. Local, localism. Convert we haven't converted anybody. See,
0: I, I think I, uh, I actually think that the clock is is much more advanced than than you're describing, Steve. I think that the time is basically running out. Yeah, twenty twenty nine. I, I think that at the end of the day, we we re- wait, what is twenty twenty nine?
1: Hundred years of the request of Fatima, of, of uh, the hundred years of request okay. of Russia. Hundred years of the day for France. French Revolution started. Our Lord already gave a warning long ago to uh, the Lucia about the uh, the uh, popes are going the ways of the kings of France. So yeah, twenty twenty nine. That has changed. We. We do the same things over and over again. It's just going to be global.
0: So, what do we do? What do we do with this information? The Supreme Court has now ruled that this that the Catholic Church is just a is just a subject of the state. That's what they just ruled today. Today on a Friday night, they passed it. Uh, they passed it in the dead of the night. They released their their. Decision as if you and I are not paying attention, as if the seventy-five people that are watching us live and who knows how many people will watch us afterwards are not paying attention. So, what do we do with this information?
1: Become saints. know that all right. Here's here's something you're not expected to hear. <laughs> you will, we will lose. We're not going to win on planet Earth. We will lose. We're going to get our brains kicked in. Here's a pep talk from Rocky, <laughs> but we will, we will win in the end. This is not going to be a utopia down here. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. We're going to get yep. our brains kicked in. If the holier you get the worse it's going to yep. get for you. Prepare for that. Yep. Get your mind, right? Get your mind ready for it. Get some calluses on your knees. Treat every sacrament as your last, your first, your last year, everything. And don't, Feel down? Know that you, you look at they, like the saints, like the uh, are, uh, the uh, nuns of the uh, Compiegne singing the salve with their, you know, everyone in front of them getting their heads co- chopped off. Yeah, learn yep. learn the chants. Be joyful. Be be the joy. Be the light in this darkness that we're living Here's, in. Sing. <coughs> you you as Mike brought up, you're not allowed to sing in yeah, California. Right. Singing is joyful. Sing, sing, sing some old chants Here's around. Here's what you, I people. hope.
0: Here's what I really hope. I hope Mary, who just commented, is absolutely right. I endorse that comment with every fiber of my being. She says, maybe, maybe, four years gives more time for the continued growth of traditionalism. If... God gives us the mercy of a four-year Band-Aid in Trump's reelection. if we are granted that. First of all, calluses on the knees. I love that phrase. Drop to your knees. Thank God for it. Hopefully Trump wins. You know how they figured out,
1: that- you know they figured out if there was a priest uh, or a uh, person bailing out of jail or, or busting out of jail or a real priest, right? Back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> They would pull his cassock up and check his knees if they had calluses or not. He had calluses. He was a priest. If he had calluses. it was a guy trying to break out of jail.
0: <laughs> well, uh, nowadays in the Novus Ordo, you can say the uh, whatever it's called, the breviary, in like uh, seven seconds. So, um, so you don't you don't develop those calluses. But the point is, I think if God gives us the mercy, pray that He does. Pray that He does. If He doesn't, He doesn't, and we don't deserve it, and that's fine. We accept that. But if he gives us the mercy of four more years of Trump, if he if Trump forestalls the chastisement, which is upon us, the chastisement is upon us. But if we get another four year, a lease on life, what what should we be doing in those four years? We should be converting every single freaking person that we can. Convert your neighbors that live next door to you. Convert your family members. Bring everybody to the churches. Time is running out. This is the final act. We're in the ninth inning, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Uh, I bought these. You know, there, I got these. I got a hundred of these for eighty bucks. That was with shipping, it was free shipping. Uh, the Reign of Christ, the Reign of Christ, the King, in both public and private life. Michael Davies. Buy a hundred of these. and Pass them out to people. I gave a. Uh, Ted Cruz, I gave one to him. Uh, send one up to Trump. Send one up to send, Give one to whoever's running for office. There's got to be a Catholic in your state house somewhere. Give it to them. Give it to a bunch of them. Give it to you. Uh, buy it for your parish. They say that Pius the wrote the uh, uh, encyclical uh, Quas Primus as a yeah. last attempt. Quas Primus. If you haven't read Quasprimus, you should.
0: I know there's there's at least one video on Census Fidelium about it. I've done a video about Quasprimus. You need to get familiar with Quasprimus. I want to do one more thing, Steve, while we're live here. And it's such an honor to have Steve Cunningham with uh, Census Fidelium. The most important YouTube channel on the internet, period. End of story. The most important YouTube channel. Instrumental in my reversion conversion um, okay I want to talk about a little bit about some of the practicals because I know you've put a lot of brain power into this I know I have as well. if this Republic comes apart the Gulf is widening. the Gulf in the church is widening clearly between those who believe in the Catholic Church and those who don't okay period. That's just, hap- That's just a truism. The gulf is widening. Between the Bishop Barron clan that says, I'm a traditionalist, follow me, hell is empty in the end, and the real Catholics who say, I just want to pray like St. Teresa of Avila prayed. The gulf in the church is widening. The gulf in America is widening, Steve. And I do think that... It will not be peaceful for that much longer. We're already seeing the precursors of it, the tremors of it, so, so to speak. You see it in Portland. You see it in Seattle. You see it in Chicago. What will it look like when we come undone? And I don't want to say the actual words because you know YouTube hates me already, and I'm just a I'm just a peon compared to you. Uh, but what does what does it look like when we come undone?
1: There's a sermon that Father did long ago about a uh, people will be ruled by virtue or vice, anarchy or uh, was it anar was it uh, authoritarianism from the anarchy and which you're seeing right now, when or virtue. Uh, right now, there's not a lot of virtue. There's a lot of anarchy. There's a lot of authoritarianism going on right now. Um, goes back to what can you do? Start small. Work on your neighbor. Work on your neighbor. Work on your neighbor the neighbor next to your neighbor. We're going to the neighbor next to your neighbor we're next to that and, neighbor. And, and I didn't plan on doing
0: this, but I, I, I do just want to give a couple random thoughts because we have so many people involved in this. So many people who are interested in this topic, so many people who are sharing their Friday night with us. And I appreciate that. God bless all of you. Thank you so much for watching. Please give the video a like. If you like it, then the Russian bots at YouTube will present this video to other people who need to see it. And you never know who needs to see this stuff. Um, but I do think when we come undone, when that happens and it's inevitable, it's, it's, in, it's, it's already in play. Um, I think that food security will be important. I think that the, uh, that monetary policy will be important, how you store your wealth, what it's denominated in. Uh, I think that the federal spending that we have had, uh, we're getting another we're getting another uh, hush money payment from Trump next month, probably. Hush money.
1: Yeah, right before check. the election, Get,
0: um, yeah. I think that we I think that we are way over our skis monetarily. I haven't talked about that a lot on this channel. Uh, it's something I spent a lot of time on. i um, thinking about the fact of the matter is we have no gold backing our our currency. Uh, we are due for a correction. The housing market hasn't quite caught up yet, but it's all coming to a head. We have spent too much. We have been at war too much. We are oppressing the Catholic Church. The country is coming undone. You have CHAZ. You have uh, Black Lives Matter trained by communists. All of this is happening in these United States. The infiltration of the hierarchy. McCarrick, one of the most powerful men in the Catholic Church. Meteoric rise to the top. Pederous, uh homosexual. And uh, he's buddy-buddy with everybody, including the entire curate. Um, all of this is happening, Steve, and, and America will come undone. When America comes undone, how are we going to eat? Do we have Liberty Gardens? Do we have Freedom Gardens? Do we know how to grow food? Do we have chickens? I mean, like, how are we going to transact if we're a cashless society and everything's denominated in the US dollar and the US dollar is not backed by anything and there's no gold, I mean, these are things that every single Catholic mother and father need to be thinking about, right? And if we get a four year lease on life, then you get a four year reprieve potentially, potentially, but we have to prepare for the worst. We have to. That's prudence.
1: Yeah, this could be a two parter right there. First off, uh uniformity of God's will. Get that book, read it. It's thirty-three pages. There's this great story about a monk that get that uh they they ended up burning down a monastery, and a guy comes out, another monk, because this guy is putting miracles together. And another guy comes out and goes, uh what what are you how are you doing this? How are you ra- how's all these miraculous things coming from you? And he goes, Well, I just you know, conform myself to the will of God. So you weren't upset when we got you know, ransacked and all our food was stolen and burnt and that building over there was in and John got killed. And he goes, I thought it was God's will. I offered to God that it. It, this, this is a hard thing mm. to do uh, when you go outside and, the, and it's hot. And instead of complaining, man, it's 98 degrees, <laughs> milk was a bad decision you know, say, thank you, God. God wanted to be 98 degrees. I wanted it to be 98 degrees. If it's 30, 33 below zero, God wanted to be mm-hmm. 33 below zero today. I want to be 33 below zero today. That's just a practical start. You get mm-hmm. used to that. You're not complaining about the weather. Now, yes, have some food on board because, yes, it, it is good. It, it, you, you also want to trust that God will provide. He will provide. I Trust me, I'm literally proof. If I can live through four years of driving Uber, for a family and driving about 15 hours a day and still pay the bills. I can guarantee you God will provide. We pay with paycheck to paycheck. I could have died 48 million times driving, uh, got in a horrific car accident that somebody drove me and, uh, uh, right at right would have been hit right here. Uh, docs, the, the cops thought I couldn't believe that we didn't come up with a cut in ourselves. And we walked, I walked out and gave the lady that hit us a medal. Anyways, Trust in God. Don't despair. Yes. Plan for everything. Get you a nice little uh, freezer. Put some meat in there. Back up. Have a weapon. Because yes, we're not talking about shooting just for defense, but also the hunt. Learn how to hunt. Know how to hunt. Know how to be on your own. Know how you don't have to go to the, the poison bylaws or whatever. Go support your local butcher that has better food and better chicken. It might cost an extra dollar or two, but go support the guy and convert him. Invite him to mass. Invite somebody to mass tomorrow, the next day, Sunday. Take him to mass. Show him what the traditional mm. ways are. Take him out for a mm. beer mm. afterwards. Have fun. The one thing about Traz is we don't like smiling. Have fun. Take somebody out for a beer afterwards. Enjoy life. Yes, life sucks, grab a helmet. I think Mike knows that for <laughs> You know what's funny?
0: Uh, we for for those that don't know, on this SS Fidelium channel started three or four weeks ago. Steve and I do a weekly roundup of the Catholic news. It comes out on Fridays. It's so fun to do. Last week, there were a few people, more than a few people, that came on and said, "How can you guys laugh? How can you smile through all of this? Is it, the world is ending? And how can you be so-? Look, the saints. What you just said, Steve. The saints were happy people. They were happy. I
1: smile all the time. I smile all the time. You can't. You can. I could be. I could be unemployed and broke. I'm going to find a way to laugh and smile. You got to. Got to keep your joy. If you don't do that, then. Uh, you can't let the guys take That's that right. from you. But
0: Listen, uh, hope for the best, expect the worst. Uh, tonight, uh, on, on the 24th of July, the Supreme Court has dealt a death blow, a veritable death blow. This is the beginning of the end. This is the beginning of the end of the free exercise clause. And good.
1: Good and good, but uh, this here, here we go. Uh, <laughs> maybe this has to come to an end for the United States of America. The gates of hell were never promised not to prevail against the United States. America is not some That's utopia true. out there. The city of Atlantis, the shiny sea, sea on the hill with Lady Liberty putting her back on our Lady yeah. Guadalupe. If it breaks down, if it goes away, it goes away. It had a run. Every other country, nation, city, state in the planet in world history has gone through it. Make it better. Yep.
0: That's true. That's true. Perspective from Steve Cunningham. I'm so glad that you joined me this evening, brother. Thank you for doing it. I know it's much. It's later for you, your East Coast. Uh, for all those who have watched tonight live, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, uh, one more plea to please like this video. If you give it a like, then Facebook won't ban me. Um, (laughs) And then they might even present this video to some people who watched it. Devastating news from the Supreme Court, but it is God's will. So let us unite our wills to God's will. And that's that. That's what it comes down to. Get prayed up, get ready, because this is the beginning of the battle. This is just the beginning. 2020 seems like it's been a brutal year. It, you We have not seen anything yet. That is my prediction. We have not seen anything yet. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, Steve. Thanks for everybody. I'm signing off here. God bless you. Please subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to Census Fidelium while you're at it. Hit like. Hit share. God bless you.
1: Take care, guys.